Hey guys, welcome back to the Namaste podcast. So this is something a little bit different that I'm doing right now. I don't usually do an intro before the actual episode, but I just have to first just speak a little about this one because Jasmine Scott is just first off awesome. And she is whom I have interviewed for this episode. She's the co-owner of Eastbound Comedy Theater. And the reason I'm doing this intro is because I actually got to go and watch her combat comedy improv show just last week. And I had such a good time, guys. It is such a fun experience. If you're looking for something to do on like a Friday night with your friends or your fam or whatever, there's tons of shows coming up. The next one is January 10th. So uh, highly, highly recommend you guys checking it out, eastboundcomedytheater.com. And going. I'm definitely going to be going to the next one on January 10th. So I'm so pumped. And they sponsored uh, the podcast this month. So I just want to give them a special shout out once again because they are so awesome. They also gave me a coupon code that's redeemable at any one of their shows, which is pretty awesome. So if you go to their show and say Namaste CC, as in combat comedy, then you will get $5 off your ticket. So that's pretty awesome. And so that means your ticket's only 10 bucks, which is nothing for an awesome fun night out. And I really enjoyed the show. So guys, go check it out. And uh, yeah, I know you're going to enjoy this episode. She has such good vibe. She's so funny. And I do know her previously from high school. And then we just recently got back in touch. And and I'm so glad because she's just so cool. And I really, really enjoyed chatting with her. So without further ado, this is my episode with Jasmine Scott. Enjoy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast that believes in uplifting the soul, connecting self-help ideas to extraordinary success. So today on the show, I have a very special guest, as always. I feel like I always say that, but literally every guest just feels so special to me. So we have Jasmine Scott in the house. She is a co-owner of the Eastbound Comedy Theater and uh, also um, uh, a friend from back in high school. So welcome, Jasmine. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, so happy to have <laughs> you. <laughs> so let's just start off by, um, why don't we just get you to tell everyone about how you came to create Eastbound Comedy Theater. And what's it all about? Yes. Eastbound Comedy Theater is an improv company. Uh, sure, we will branch out in the future, I'm sure. But right now, we're primarily improv. So back in like 2000, oh gosh, 12 <laughs> or something, I met this guy named Teague Fitzgerald. Ooh. And I know. And we were in University of Toronto Scarborough campus and we were both on the improv team now I had a boyfriend and he had a girlfriend we were just friends and we did improv together and it was amazing like I remember that year being the best year at UTSC it was always a good show the audience was always packed and we all had really good chemistry on stage then the next year I wasn't uh on the team which whatever that's fine and then the third year Teague was the host and the leader of the team. And so he's like, you should be back on the team. Like, why weren't you on the team? I'm like, I don't know. So he put mm. me back on the team. He was single. I was single. We had great chemistry on stage and off stage. Oh. So we became a, like we became a couple. And then he told me his hopes and dreams of wanting to be like this improv company owner. Mm. And now I've always wanted to be a teacher. So backstory, I am a teacher. Mm. Uh, but... I love being on stage and I know you can relate. Like there's just something about like stepping on that stage and having the lights on you and like not knowing what's going to happen next, even though you've rehearsed a million times, but like anything could happen. And it's just so thrilling. I love being on stage. It's honestly my cheap form of therapy. It's just mm. like what I do. So I knew I would do anything I could to support his dream of being an improv company owner. So thus became Eastbound Comedy Theater. Wow. He found this business startup competition that uh, at UTSC you can enter. It's called The Hub. And mm. 
it was funny because everybody else that was there pitching their idea were very like science students, business students, super serious. And here we come being like, hey, everyone, have you heard about improv? Like just the only arts people there. And yeah, we won. We technically won the same amount as first place. So we like to say it was a tie. But yeah, yeah so we won $7,000 to start our company. Wow. Like crazy, right? It's amazing. And that kind of was like, he didn't think, like we still, he was still at the school. I graduated at that point, but he was still there. He thought this was a dream that was going to happen in a few years after he graduated. So the mm. fact that we won, it really was a kick in his butt and my butt to like, let's start this company now. Mm. And then, yeah, so that was, would have been November. So almost a year after we had our first launch party, uh, the anniversary is coming up in October. And yeah, we had a very successful opening night with people like Trisha Black. She's on the Second City main stage now. Ooh. And some other artists as well that are really good in the improv company or sorry, in the improv world. world. And yeah, and then we had a very successful season. We also had Natalie Metcalf, who's also on Second City main stage and some other big names like Vance Gillis and Jess Bryson. And yeah, and now we're on to our second season. October 18th is our premiere and we just try to provide live comedy and high caliber live comedy in Scarborough. Okay. So we are based out of Scarborough because so many people, especially in Durham and Scarborough, they don't like to go downtown Toronto. Huh, yes. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know about your parents, but my parents, I don't know the last time they were downtown Toronto. That's so true. And even in Durham, people are always like, oh, I don't want to go to Toronto. See, yeah. I was born in Toronto. So I've, I, even when I moved to Ajax, I always wanted to be in Toronto. Yeah. But like everyone else, they're like, no, I don't want to travel that far. Oh, it's so hard for them. Like yeah. when I lived in Scarborough, like near, I guess it was Toronto, but near our high school. Yeah. Yeah. It was easy because the bus was right there and you can go onto the subway, whatever. But if you're a driver and you're not a very confident driver, not a lot of people are going downtown. So not a lot yeah. of people are seeing good quality improv or comedy in general right. so we're trying to be Scarborough's hub to provide that premiere yeah comedy and we have like I said high caliber guests come on so our season two premiere I mean I don't know when this show is gonna air but mm-hmm. our first guest for season two we're so excited his name's Mark Little he's Ooh. been on Stephen Colbert he's been oh. or Oh gosh, maybe Conan O'Brien. Maybe it's Conan O'Brien. Oops. Cool. But still, he did like stand up there. He was just in the JFL um, festival. Oh. He, yeah, he has his own uh, TV show that he's written, Gary and His Demons. He's on Mr. D. Like he's a big, big name. Oh. And people are like, how did you get this guy? I'm like, networking and also just being so charming <laughs> yeah but <laughs> the charisma yeah. for sure so yeah, yeah you just gotta ask right like I just yes. went out there and I asked and I was yes. like listen we love you we'd love you to be a part of our show this is what we're all about and he's like I love that wow I love what you just said because actually that is such a common thing that pretty much all the successful people on my show have said that in order to get what you want, you just need to ask. Um, I uh, had a meeting with like a really big business guy, <laughs> quotations, lol. And he was just saying, you'd be surprised at how many people don't ask for his help when he'd be willing to help out. And most people are willing to help him, mm-hmm. but you, you don't think for some reason. It's so. so, people are so scared of rejection. But yeah. like in this sense, it's not like, hey, I'm putting my life on the line. Can you help me? No, it's right. You're awesome even for this podcast, right? Like I was like, yep. you're awesome. I love your podcast. Yeah. Can I please be on your podcast? Cause what's the worst you're going to say? Oh, sorry. I don't have time. Right. Of and course. then I'm like, Oh, that sucks. Oh, well move on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And same with asking all these big wig guys in the improv t- in the improv world. Like yeah. worst case scenario, they're going to say, sorry, I'm too busy. Oh, okay. No worries. Now you know who I am. Yeah. First of all. And second of all, like uh, no harm, no foul. Like, I'm not hurt that you said, no, you're too busy. Yeah. So, one thing wow. I do want to add, Eastbound is very proud. We always pay our artists. And that's not a big thing in the arts and the community or a comedy community. That's we amazing. We are very, yeah, we are very, very fortunate to, because of the hub, of course. Mm-hmm. But we're very fortunate to be able to pay our artists. So when we ask people, we're also like, by the way, wow. you will be paid to perform for us and that's like a big selling point for us and we're very proud that we can do that that's amazing Mm -hmm. this is so inspiring I can't wait to come out I'm so excited you know what I because I was looking at your website last night I think uh, it says your first show's October 17th no 18th 18th. or 18th okay yeah so exciting yes so that'll be our season two premiere and then this year we just started with our old university we're now doing um, monthly shows 
in the theater there as well. So yeah, we reached out and the hub is willing to fund us um, some more money so that we can put on shows and workshops. So we're doing monthly shows at UTSC and monthly workshops at UTSC. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was thinking as you were talking about um, the contest and how you were like, oh, you didn't think you'd win because there's science people and whatever. I think you probably won because you guys are so passionate about it. And that makes all the difference in being successful. Exactly. Yeah. And I think... The arts is like you either you're a supporter, conservative or not. But you know what I mean? Like like you're not a supporter, right? Conservative. Like yeah. the arts though is like what helps so many people. So we do yeah. a lot of workshops with corporate book, like corporate people. So TD Bank, we've done two workshops with them because oh. they just need help with confidence with selling. And like improv is something that can totally help with that. Right. And like just boost your confidence and boost your like on the fly thinking. That's what I believe helps me in the classroom. Like I always am like, oh gosh, the computer's not working. What am I supposed to like? Right. I'm like, all right, on the fly, watch Miss Scott. This is what we're doing today. Totally. But yeah, improv can really boost your confidence. And so we get booked. Yeah. Not even just like arts community. We are being booked in the business sector too to help with people, just their communication skills. Art therapy too. Yes. You could, yeah, you could probably, you know, offer that as well for kids or for adults. Oh, yeah. More adults, actually, yeah. probably. <laughs> kids are the best. But yes. Cool. So what would you do? Okay, I'm just curious because, okay, so uh, you, you go to TD Bank. What kind of, like, would you be playing games with them? Like, how does that work? What- so they, yeah, when they reached out, they told us this is what we need help with, right? Mm. We need help with communicating. We need help with selling. And mm. we need help with, there was one more that I'm losing right now. Sorry. Uh, so we catered all of the uh, games and activities to what they wanted. Hmm. Right. So yeah, we played a little warm up game and we played some silly things at the beginning just to like get everyone's loosey, like get everyone loosey goosey, get their yeah. like nervousness out. And then we were like, okay, so you guys need help with listening, let's say. So we played games around listening Hmm. then we did okay you need help listening and also asking questions to be an active listener like there's one thing to be good at listening but you got to be an active listener so we did like this one just like activity of like you're telling a story about your most recent vacation and then make sure that you're digging back to those roots of what you learned in the like in elementary school who what where when and why because for sure one of them has missed saying oh by the way and I went with my grandma right they're probably just going on and on and on about how beautiful it was and then you can be like oh that's so amazing but like who did you go with and that shows that you're an active listener right oh interesting yeah and then we did like another game of just like telling a passionate speech and that way as long as you are passionate about something you will be able to have so much to talk about right you're you're an endless pot if you are passionate about it because it's something you clearly really care about Hmm. and you're willing to take the time to learn and and register all of that in your brain so we were like offered anyone we're like come up and just tell us anything like it could be anything you're passionate about and first of Hmm. all some of the stories these td bank tellers were telling us was so amazing like this one woman was a dog rescuer and like we were all moved like almost to tears about like the stories that she told and like see but she was so passionate we're like see if you take that into your work environment like obviously it's hard to sell ATM machines but like you know what I mean but just like remember like the passion that you have and then bring that to your work so yeah we just very much cater to their needs Wow, mm-hmm. you must have been a really good chapters salesperson. Oh, you know, I it. can. Yeah, yeah. We also worked. Oh no, we never worked together at chapters no. though. That's was the yeah. crazy thing. Side note, everyone. So uh, <laughs> some of you might know. I don't know if I've even talked about it so much on the podcast, but um, for all of the American and British listeners out there, uh, I worked at this bookstore called Chapters Indigo, and uh, most recently Jasmine was also working there, which is pretty cool. And we we just connected over that. But um, I remember when I was working there that they would always say like, oh, that I was really good at what I did because I was just so passionate yes. about I mean, specifically the self-help section, but I just, I tend to just pick out things that I'm really passionate Mm -hmm. about and then, you know, and then it sells easily because you're passionate. It's so easy. And you know what? The culture at chapters is so easy to sell because everyone loves going in there. Like you never really see a customer that's like, I don't like being in here. I just need to get a book and leave. No, everyone's in there for at least 10 minutes because they're looking around. Something else catches their eye. But yeah, it's so So easy to... things sell themselves at chapters but yes if people are like what kids book should I buy I'm like (laughs) 
Let me tell you like 50. Yeah, let me yeah. tell you <laughs> my entire childhood yeah. one second. Yeah. Everything that brought me joy. So exactly. true. Okay, so I'm interested. Have you ever had someone that has worked with you that maybe had, I don't know, low confidence when it comes to just, okay, say... I'll take myself as, as an example. I always had a hard time speaking in public because uh, I stutter. Uh, I, funny enough, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> of, of my own free will. Yeah. But it's this is me like pushing myself to not be so scared to talk publicly. And actually doing Cricket Live, um, you know, it, that it's entirely improv. And so I had to learn to think on my feet, but mm-hmm. my brain still goes blank a lot. I still, I will lose track of what I'm talking about. Like my, like I'll just forget. And then I, then I'll get all flustered and get all nervous. So do you ever deal with that? Does that ever happen to you when you're doing these shows? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I knew like, for instance, I've never had, I'm only starting my real training now in improv. So Teague has had like, oh my goodness, like 14 years of improv experience. Yeah. He's been doing him forever. I've been acting since I was nine. So that's almost 20 years of experience of just being on stage and being comfortable being on stage and projecting your voice. Mm -hmm. A lot of improvisers out there, you're all doing amazing, but you need to learn to project. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just need to get that out there. But Yeah. yeah. So that's a good, um, point for me but anyways uh because I never had any real training it was just something that I was I just was good at and liked doing it right Right. so for me I feel like and it probably helps that I'm a teacher like I'm very in tune with my imagination Hmm. right I'm a very creative and a lot of the time weird person (laughs) because I just like let whatever's going on in my head I want to put it out there right Uh so for me my issues um, when I'm on stage is more, I put out something that's too weird and no one knows how to justify it. <laughs> okay. No one knows how to reel it in. They're like, oh, wow, Jasmine just did a really weird thing. And how do we um, make sense of this scene? So, which I kind of understand with what you were saying of losing like the track of your thought, because yeah, I just put out something really weird. Maybe I wasn't listening fully of what was happening on stage before. Cause I just mm-hmm. kind of jumped in and did something really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I'm learning to do is re- not reeling in the weird. Cause it's still good to be kooky, it's, but it is right. But totally. it's just kind of like knowing what uh, part of myself of my weirdness should I be playing right now and making sure that you're listening and it will still go with the story that's being told on stage. Mm. But there are definitely times like my boyfriend tells me Teague always is like, I was so blank in that moment. I didn't know what to do. Right. Uh, And he has 14 years of improv experience. Right. So he, so yeah, he just kind of is like, you got to think back to like what's going on on stage listening. Yeah. Okay. This person just said this. Okay. That, great. I'm going to go off of that then. Right. Mm. It's just kind of like making sure all your senses are in tune and being aware of what's happening around you and then making sure that you can like go back in because a lot of the time improvising can be so simple. Like you can go out and be a tree, like full (laughs) on, you can go and be a tree and someone will turn that into something else. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that it's good to help with your confidence of public speaking. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. Right. Totally. Well, yeah, you know, it, it certainly has like, I thank the Lord for cricket live because I truly had such a hard time just being myself and, and it forced me to just, you know, I'm being myself 24 seven. So it, yeah. it just, it, it helped get me out of that comfort zone. And then when I first started, I actually was uh, just acting like the other host. Cause there was a guy host named Johnny. And when I first auditioned, I just watched, him and I kind of mimicked his energy right. and then in time after I had booked it I started becoming myself but I think after doing something for so long a lot of you know your old fears start coming up once you get really comfortable right and so uh, I then started noticing that I was stuttering all the time and that like my brain was going blank or my the the biggest thing for me is that I will have thoughts in my brain and then it will come up come out like right now like gobbledygook like it just it won't come out in words right or or um I'm a little bit dyslexic so then it'll I will say I'll I'll place a word in front of another word that won't make sense it's really annoying and it's so frustrating and I feel like it hinders on people seeing me as being intelligent and I just remember in high school people would always be like you're so you're so stupid and (laughs) they would say that all the time and so and I know obviously I'm bubbly too so with being bubbly people interpret that as being stupid unfortunately right but 
Um, it's not true. <laughs> right. That, and that's a thing. And like, you're a good example. You're also someone that's bubbly. So it's just, it's, I, yeah, it's, it, it, I really just need to not obsess over it. But that is something that I think about and I go, mm, I wonder if I took like an improv class and maybe that would help me with oh. being, being able to articulate my thoughts a little bit better. Absolutely. Like yeah. one simple, simple game is word association, right? Mm. Like you say a word. And then you just, the first thing that comes to your head, you say, like, let's do it right now. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So just say the first thing that pops in your head. Okay. Cat. Ball. Bounce. <laughs> Climb. Jump. Hide. Seek. <laughs> Find. Find? Mm, lost. Found. Stolen. Close. <laughs> Far. <laughs> See, I'm so random. But it's fine. It's random and, and and I'll still go off of your word. And then the more you play that game, it, it'll get easier. Like, yeah. honestly, it's so simple. It's such a simple thing and it mm. will get easier because it just makes you like listen to that person what their first, because a lot of time you play, like, you can easily play with two people, but a lot of time you play it with like a circle, right? right? And so sometimes people are responding to one that someone said two people before them. Okay. Right? So like, let's say there was more people in the room. They said dog. I said cat. You said puppy. Right. right. Even though I just said cat, you're supposed to associate off of me cat. Right. But So you know what I mean? So it just forces you to listen more ah. and then also try to control your impulses. It's hard but try to control your first word impulse, right? Hmm. So, and then if you take it a fur- even further, you're not supposed to say um or ah uh, or take a break. Like, and I'm like, oh, that's when I'm lost. That's so when I'm hard. like, that's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. It's funny because uh, when I first started this podcast, everybody under the sun was coming and giving me notes because they're experts on the podcast. And uh, a lot of people were saying, Melissa, you say like and um too much. You should really be aware of that. And then it's funny. Not, not this person actually did didn't say that to me but uh, I had someone on my show the other day and she was saying it a lot and I didn't even notice because I, I treat the podcast as if we're just having a normal yeah. com- conversation right but after when we were done she's like wow uh, you know it's funny because I listen to people when they say um and like and I you know I, I think it's really annoying and whatnot but then you get here and you realize it's really hard not to say that when you're on the spot and you're a little bit nervous and it just oh, just yeah. comes out and I'm like yeah it's not as easy like you put on a podcast oh you know? yeah <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. In university, there's this one professor. I tallied how many times she said, uh. Oh. And it was like an hour class, and I was in the 50s. Like, it was almost every – like, there's a difference between, like, I'm hardly noticing any – right? Like, because, like you said, it's a conversation. Yes. Hers were – I'm not going to say her name mainly because I don't remember it. But hers (laughs) were like – I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I have to tally this because it's so prominent. Oh gosh. But anyways, you know, I, I sat through a, um, a graduation ceremony for, uh, my boyfriend's brother in California. And, um, the, there was one speaker and I, I swear, I actually started telling it too. It must've been 50 plus times. I probably still have the note on my phone. He said, you know, 50 oh, plus, you oh, know, you know, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what? No, I don't know. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> There's so many little, like as Canadians, naturally we say A a lot. Yes. Like I know I do. And I, I do. Yep. And I notice it and I'm like, oh, I'm saying A a lot. But when, yeah, people say, you know, or you think. You think. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like those <laughs> ones are just, at least when we're saying A, we're just saying A. Yeah. A. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Mine's you not know. even an A anymore. It's like, eh. <laughs> eh? Oh my goodness. You're turning Quebec. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, so funny! But no, yeah, I yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, yeah, where where you know doesn't really even make sense. But yeah, I was gonna say actually, um, we don't even sound like Canadians. I would say that you kind of sound like a Californian, and and so do I. And I think what makes us like what gives away that we're Canadian is the fact that we do say a, yes. a lot. Because people would always say that to me whenever I'd go to the states. They'd always say, "Oh, you sound like you're from California," but then you say a, and I go, "Nope, she must be Canadian." <laughs> When I worked at Laser Quest, because I also worked there for like yes. seven years. Yep. In Scarves? Uh, Scarborough. And then we, my boss and I opened up the one in Whitby. And then that's no when way. I moved to Ajax, like my family moved. And Fun. so it just so happened to work out that we were opening the new location. And so him and I like built that one from the ground up. It was such an amazing experience. Paul no Whitaker, way. if you're listening, I love you so much. Uh, he doesn't work there anymore. And I don't either, obviously. But best work experience. But we'd have 
people come in tour groups all the time and they mm. would just be like say Toronto and I'd be like what <laughs> They're like, say about. And they were just like telling me to say all these words. I'm like, I think I'm saying them perfectly fine. And they'd be <laughs> laughing their ass off just being like, oh, my God. She says it like Tirana. And I'm like, oh I do. God. I didn't even know. I know. I didn't know. Actually, I uh, I went to Jimmy Kimmel Live, but I didn't actually get to see the show. So it's interesting how they will give you uh, tickets for the pre-show where he's he's practicing his monologue. Oh. And he's trying. He tests out his jokes on a pre-show. And then then he has the actual show. And so I showed up and they're like, well, you can't get tickets to the show, but if you want to see the pre-show, go right ahead. I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. And so I, I went in and then they just started asking the audience questions and they were asking where everyone's from. And so I raised my hand and I was like, I'm from Canada. And they're like, oh, how do you say Toronto? And I was like, Toronto. And they're like, ah, yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even think it was that funny. But yeah, yeah not yeah. that funny. Jeez. Calm down, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, actually, I would love to know, uh, what's your favorite improv game? Now that we've kind of done one, I kind of want to play another. Do you have another that we could maybe play? Oh, that we could play. I'm like, my favorite one, we can't play right now. I mean, we could, but... Okay, then tell us. Yeah. One of them is Crossed Up. It's like my favorite game. Okay. So it's just a, so a lot of the games that we do at Eastbound, so our flagship show is Combat Comedy, okay. and we play short-form games. Okay. So games as that you would see on Whose Line It Is Anyway, for oh. instance. That was one of my favorite right? shows as a kid. So good. Which yeah. I saw Colin Mockery this summer. <gasps> he was at the French Festival in Edmonton and That's I was there. And amazing. he was so great. And I told my boyfriend's family, I'm like, listen, like if we stick around, I feel like we could meet him. And they were like, we don't have time, Jasmine. We're playing D&D. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, like, we're going back to the house and everyone's coming. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> I know. I, don't get me wrong. I love Dungeons and Dragons, which, again, improv helps with that, too. I've never played Dungeons and, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons, but I've always wanted to. We, will love to ha- we would love to have you. My boyfriend is a DM. He's the dungeon master. He gets paid. Well, he used to his old job. He's trying to do it at this new job, too. But anyways, wow. it help- improv helps with that, too, because wow. you make things up. Uh, I play it for the improv aspect. But anyways, we're getting. Um, so <laughs> I was like, we have to stick around. And they all said no to me. And lo and behold, we're driving oh. away. And there he is just standing by himself with his wife. Of course. I easily could have been like, Colin, because here's a little side story. You can check it out on our Instagram. My mom worked for this company called A Plus uh, Creative. And it's like an agency, talent agency. Okay. And he was in. They were like interviewing him for something like okay. for part of their company. And my mom brought in some of our merch and was like, could you please take a picture and follow them on Instagram? He's like, of course, I love young improv companies. So we have a picture of Colin Mockery like holding up our two pins. And I'm like, I need to meet him because I need to be like, that was my mom. Thank you so much for doing that. We'd love to, we also would love to have him on our show. Apparently, if you ask him with enough advance notice, like he will come. Yes. So we're trying season finale, season two. Colin, we're coming for you, June 2020. Sick. Right? So I was like, oh, we, I could have met him. Anyways. You're going to have him on the show, though. I will. Yeah, you're going to. We will. I feel that energy it's your future. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. my favorite game is called Cross Dub. So what happens is I would be the voice for the part for my partner, and my partner would be the voice for me. So you have to remember to move your mouth because they're talking for you. Okay. And, but then you have to talk because you're talking for them, and it just gets so silly. And my favorite thing is I kind of – I coined myself as like the Bill Hader of the improv company because I mean community because I laugh at my own jokes all day every oh, day. Oh, that's on me. Stage. I'm yes. like that. Yeah, I think I'm a hoot. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh especially God. playing crossed up. Like I can't help but laugh at how ridiculous this game is, but how fun and charming it is. It's just my favorite game. Oh my god! So that's a fun game. Uh, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. My ex boyfriend loved that about me. He would always say because he's also he's a comedian. He oh, would, amazing. actually because you said that you'd watched us on Vine but he was one of the Vine stars. Oh cool. <laughs> so he would always be like the, the best thing about you is the fact that you think you're hilarious and you laugh at all your jokes. I'm like thank you. Yes. I am hilarious. <laughs> I think there's a plus in that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, a fun game that we can play could be ooh questions only. Okay. So you can only talk in questions. Okay. So oh gosh. Yeah. So you try so when I teach this to kids like in high school they automatically are just like, what color is the sky? What color are your shoes? Okay. Oh. And I'm like, but you're not doing a scene. So it still has to be a scene. Okay. okay. All right. You think you're ready? Um, oh, yeah. Let's give it a try. I'm going to start. Are you ready? Yeah. You start. What time did you come home last night? 
why do you want to know when I came home? Where were you? Why is that even a question? <laughs> See, I already am bad. I was going to say, weren't you supposed me to come? Me too. Oh. Wait, that game's hard. That is hard. I like that game because it challenges me because I'm not good at it. Okay, me either. Let's try it again. Okay, you can start this time. Okay. Um, oh. Why did you start a comedy theater? Who doesn't like comedy? <laughs> did that work? <laughs> that was good. I just don't know what to say. Whoa. It, that is hard. Hard. But that's fun, though. People love that game. Wow. When I was young, my dad uh, took a class at what's it called second city Second City. Yeah. that's it i wanted to say sin city nope sin city. uh second city and he used to play game uh, improv games with me and that's like one of my favorite memories as a child and we played this one where i would like pretend to give you a present mm-hmm. and you would go oh thank you for whatever yeah. you'd have to make it up and then you just go with it and then we would just go back and forth that one was really fun and i feel like we we played a whole bunch of them and i can't remember them, but that was such a, a good part of oh, that's so my fun. childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to do that with my kids someday. Oh, 100%. Maybe by that time you'll have improv classes for well, kids. Well, that's, I mean, the goal is to own our own venue. Awesome. In Scarborough, of awesome. course. And then my perfect world is I perform like Fridays and Saturday nights and then Saturday morning or Sunday morning I teach it to kids. Oh, Right? Because I, I still that. hope to be teaching. Like obviously I'm still supply. I'm still early in the game. But yeah. hopefully I'm like obviously have my own permanent position. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll be tired and busy. But hopefully <laughs> I can still find the energy to teach improv to kids in the morning. You right? will. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to do. So I will do it. I can see that. That's your right? future for sure. It's so fun. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. I'm so inspired right now, girl. This has been awesome. Yeah. Have have you um okay let's I I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the spiritual stuff yes. because before we got started guys I uh I, I got kind of got a feel that you're a little bit spiritual you said that you played <laughs> with the tarot cards mm-hmm. before so uh what's your background with that so actually Teague has introduced like we've been dating for almost four years so I feel like He's showed me a lot of amazing things. So his mom is pagan. Oh, and yeah, so she, so they celebrate the solstice and stuff. So that was like a buy-in for my mom. She's like, you can date this guy because they celebrate the solstice on the 21st and we'll have you for Christmas on the 25th. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, so they are very big um, in solstice. So she bought oh. me my very first Oracle cards wow. and I kind of was like, always intrigued I've always been a crystal buyer I've always been a crystal user a crystal lover most recently I went to this show at the Native Earth Performing Center and with um, a friend of mine and her co-workers and it was a very very heavy show and it was about sibling abuse and it was very heavy and this woman was just very very upset and like obviously there's Mm. something that was very moving for her and Mm. she connected with it and at the end of the show I was like I know we just met 20 minutes or two hours ago at dinner and then we saw the show together but like I feel like you need this rose quartz and I had this rose quartz in my purse for like like a year or two I bought it at the Edmonton uh flea market or wherever I was my farmer's market and I was like I've put a lot of love in this and I feel like right now you need this more than I do right and I Mm -hmm. love I just do that all the time because someone gave one to me one time this big hunk of rose quartz that's been beside my bed for like almost five years and like obviously you make your success you make your own success it's mm-hmm. I mean obviously connections help but like you put out energy and you do it for yourself but it just was crazy how positive my world turned around when I received this rose quartz right, right? it just so happened to come in my life when everything was coming together wow so I gave her this rose quartz and she just started crying again. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, like you don't even know that I like crystals too. You just did this out of the kindness of your heart. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I, like, I love this. And I'm like, oh wow, like that's amazing. So mm-hmm. I've done that. A few, like I had a red Jasper as well. And I gave to a friend too, because mm-hmm. before we met up, I was like, something's going on with her and I don't know what, but something's going on with her. And when I gave it to her, I was like, you know, this is good for health. And she like full on was like, I'm having a lot of health issues. And I didn't even know. I just had wow. this feeling. So When she gave me the Oracle cards, I was like, I feel like I like these because I have this big connection with crystals right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I like these too. And then it turned out like she picked out the perfect deck for me. It's so bright and bubbly and beautiful and colorful. It's so wonderful. And like every reading I've done, like people are like so connected to it. Mm -hmm. They've always been great readings. And then the year after we went out and she helped me pick out tarot cards and she got me those as well. And yeah, I was like. 
this is so exciting. So I'm slowly learning. I'm not like an expert where I can like lay out these cards and be like, this means this and this. Means. I still need the book. But oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, I don't know. I just, a lot of people ask me like, well, aren't you scared of them? Like, what if you pull out a death card? I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> If you think that, then you don't need a reading right now. Like- right. If, yeah. If you are still associating the death card with literal death and that's all you think and that makes you fearful, then you really shouldn't be playing yeah, with the cards exactly. because then you don't understand the yeah. basis of them. Wow. So, that's I, amazing. Yeah. I've had a lot of experiences like that too. And someone had given me a card mm-hmm. deck, which had enlightened my whole life and like just changed everything. So uh, I think that's... I think that's how a lot of people get mm-hmm. introduced to this world is by someone intuitively giving them something and then, you know, and it's interesting because I, I do find that a lot of artists, you know, you are channeling through your art, right? You are, you know, like at your purest form, just doing what you love. And so yeah. it makes sense that you're tuned into your instincts and you're, you know, you're very intuitive and that you knew to just give a rock to a random stranger yeah. that might be in need, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love them. I need to mm-hmm. replenish my rose quartz now though. Cause I also was at a funeral. I'm like, you need this. You need, like, I was just like <laughs> rock, like give her out her. And I was like, Oh no, now I have, I have some of my own, but not rose quartz. And that's, that's why I always wear at least some rose quartz on me, necklace yeah. or bracelet. I have something. Oh, I, love I just it. love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Have you ever been to Odyssey in Pickering? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's my go-to. I love yeah. Odyssey. I've taken so many classes there. I'm always talking about it. Actually, um, Cheryl, she's one of the, she volunteers at Odyssey and then um, she does like house blessings. Ooh. She was on the show this week. And so <gasps> her amazing. episode's coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I will totally, like I have Sage just waiting for when I move into my own place. Like yeah. just like waiting. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I need to cleanse my house like well, wherever you, I go. Well, the actually funny fact that she Ooh, told okay, me yesterday me. that sage doesn't actually clear homes of any spirit so yes it can raise the vibration of energy but a common misconception that it can clear spirits it doesn't clear spirits there's a whole process to actually clearing spirits and ghosts and whatever so she talks about it on my episode you'll have to tune in i'm so excited (laughs) right okay well on that note then i'm gonna pull a card for you good i'm so excited there we go. Okay, so um, we decided before we started the show that we're going to use the Psychic Tarot. So this is by John Holland. Mm-hmm. I actually got both these decks at Chapters. That's a Oh, which is amazing. <laughs> I know. Best, the best store. And such an easy, like, when I see someone browsing, I'm like, ooh, like... <laughs> conversation starter yeah I'm like so excited anytime anyone was in the new age section or even the self-help section right away I head on over there and go oh so what are you thinking about reading I have a recommendation like you just I just want to talk about this all day every day we need we need more of you like you since you left like (laughs) not a lot of people are in the self-help section that know. know how to help I was I remember, the self-help girl. Yeah. They would always point everyone in my direction. Anytime someone needed a recommendation for anything self-help, everyone would always grab me because that's what I read. Because yeah. <laughs> right now, like, I tried to help this one time. I was like, I am so sorry. Like, <laughs> I do improv. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this is yeah. how I help myself. That's your therapy. Improv. Yeah. Sure. Like, so I don't know how to help you right now. And they're like, oh, improv. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you about a little theater company. No. <laughs> yes. But honestly, but that's, you know, that's actually, uh, it's, that that would actually be a good piece of advice or something to recommend to people because I think a lot of people realize don't realize that uh, being active and actually doing something is what is going to help you work through mm-hmm. your emotions. Like, um, you know, the common thing every doctor will say if you are someone that struggles with anxiety or depression is that you need to go and work out. You, whether it's you're going for a run every day, whether it's dancing, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Whether it's like just going, you know, going for a jog and doing improv. Yeah. Like, you just need to be active because if you're sitting at home and you're not socializing and if you're lying in bed, like, you're going to be depressed because mm-hmm. you're not being active. So. That's actually probably one of the greatest things to recommend if someone is struggling. Yeah. Sometimes they're scared, right? They hear their word improv and comedy and they're like, well, I'm not funny. I'm like, it doesn't have to be about funny. So the Canadian improv game, CIG, where that's where high school teams come together and they compete against each other and they go all over the world. Um, they, they do something called like this. I forget what it's called actually, but it's like a serious show. It's a serious scene and you have to do a scene. It's like a, 
life moment or something. So they pick something that's like true to life. So like graduating or Mm. like losing a friend or, or breakup. Right. And then they have to do a scene and it's meant not to be funny. It's meant to be, you know, a serious scene because not all improv is funny, funny, ha ha. You can actually have serious moments in, in a scene. It's about like, you know, just acting on your impulse. Would you say that it has helped you think like faster on the spot? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And like it helped me work, I'll bring it up again, working at Laser Quest because I was a manager there and like you have to like be able to put out fires fast. Right. And if you are ever in a job out there where you need to be a quick thinker, you need to be a problem solver, Mm -hmm. improv helps with that. There's another Mm -hmm. game. uh, Tell us. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Called, why I'm, yeah, anyways, it's a problem fixer. That happens in What here. is it called? I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, problem I don't know. Problem fixer game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, Crisis situation. Ah, great. But anyways, I you would like I would say, "Oh, Melissa, I have a mug and I lost my dog." And then you would mention an item and a problem that you have. Now, I have to use my mug to fix your problem and then you would have to use whatever item you said to fix losing my dog. Whoa. Okay, that's hard. I feel like. Hold Just on. try it. Hold I have you. a plant. And I have a problematic boyfriend. (laughs) Mm, Okay. I am going to take my mug. I'm going to brew a really good tea uh, that has a lot of herbal and, you know, like really good (laughs) life-changing oils in there. I'm going to give it to your boyfriend and hopefully he'll see the light. Whoa, you're going to cast a spell on him? I am. That's what I'm going to do. Amazing. I'm going to take this plant and I'm going to like brew a potion i'm gonna do the same thing you did <laughs> and no actually i'm gonna take the plan and make a salad perfect yeah and then hopefully it'll it'll bring your dog back to life yes yeah awesome that'd be amazing See? cool that's fun that's it's a silly game yeah but it's awesome like and then you try to do the rule of like i mean i guess i kind of did it with the potion but so many people so quickly are like well i have a magic wand and i'm like no that doesn't work like you yeah well to. like technically i stole from you right yeah, is that okay yeah that or, was fine or no do you, you need end to up be... turning into a salad so that's yeah fine. that's true okay cool so you don't have i don't know to... how many vegan dogs are out there that are going to be attracted to the salad but You'd be surprised these days, apparently. Apparently, there's a lot. Actually, when I, uh, two years ago, maybe last year, I went to Vegan Dale, and I remember there being like a a, a booth for for dog food, the vegan dog food. Yeah, I didn't really look. I don't have a dog at the moment, but um, I didn't, so I didn't really have interest in looking looking into it. But but still, you saw it. It sounded interesting. Mm. Yeah, so. All right, got your cars. Are you ready? Yes, I'm so ready. Okay, so two, one flew out and one Mm -hmm. I picked. So the fir- first one that, whoa, Stutter Central. The first one that flew out is called The Waiting Game. And the card that I picked is called Victory and Success. So this tells me that right now you're in wow. a process <laughs> of needing to be patient. And there's a, you need to wait for Colin to come into your life and be on your show. But you will have success with that jokes. I don't know. But we'll, we'll see what it means. So I'm going to read the, read the little book and tell you. It's even crazy. With what you made me write down. Like it's... Ah. Yeah. Perfect. I yeah. love when that happens. Okay. So we have number two and number six. six. Okay. Let's see. There's a... I'm loving this like almost like a tree of life. You can't see it, but you can. <laughs> uh, there's a tree of life almost in like an hourglass. Yes. And last year when I was in my LTO teaching kindergarten, one of the gifts a parent gave me at the end of the year was like this tree of life bracelet being like, I want you to remember the roots that you planted with this class every time you look down and I'm like <laughs> crying. Wow. But also like. That's kind of, kind of goes hand in hand with yeah. the improv and the roots that you've been planting with this company. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Wow. That, what a thoughtful gift from that oh. parent. Yes. Jeez. I've never even heard of the company. Thomas Sabo, I think, was the jewelry mm. company. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. But I found the store and I went in. And I'm like, this is so nice. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this parent, like I, all the parents loved me and I loved them right back. It was such a beautiful year of love. Oh. So yeah, I was very uh, Honestly, lucky. I can see you as being the teacher that all the, the kids and parents love. So it was a good time. Yeah. It was very, I miss them every day. I'm still friends with them, the parents and the kids. We had a play date like last week, actually. Stop. That's so cute. Well, it was my first class and I'm like, I'm going to follow them. Like, this is my first class. I'm going to make an effort to like be at their graduate. I mean, they're only in grade 
SK in grade one now, but mm. I will go to their grade eight graduation. I'll be at their high school graduation. Like I want to be that teacher, but like only specifically that class because it was my first one. You are the kind of teacher that needs to be teaching. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I like love it so That's much. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I have talked about this with a lot of people uh, recently, uh, interestingly enough. And there are a lot of teachers that are just doing it for a paycheck. And then there's some like there's always a teacher that stands out in your mind that like mm-hmm. absolutely blew your mind as a child and yeah. just really made you love to learn. And I actually I was fortunate enough to have a couple of them Me in too. my life. Yeah. Actually, do you remember Miss Sutton? Yes. Oh, right. May she rest in peace. I just heard that she passed away. Yeah. That is so sad. She was my favorite teacher in, in she high was school. Amazing. She was amazing. Yeah. She was French teacher. And um, yeah, and like there was just some that they'll always like stick with you, you know, yeah. and that's you. You're going to be that because oh, you, you love I it. Really it's amazing. So. Yeah, of course. Of course. OK, so the waiting game. Here it is. This card indicates that you've worked hard to set things in motion in certain areas of your life and you're now waiting for the results to come to fruition. The number two is all about choice and decision. In the past, you may have been afraid of making decisions or choices, but now you're no longer held prisoner by this fear or the constraints of old beliefs. Expect the best and be open to the limitless power of your intuition, which is presently very strong. Trust and use it to assist you, which is exactly what I just said. Your Uh intuition is very strong. Achievement and success are assured, but once obtained, don't let it change you. Remember who you are, the Uh effort that it took to get you to this point and the gratitude you need to show to the people who helped you. Stay on your spiritual path for it will continue to guide you on the journey of your soul. Wow. Which I love that. Goes hand in hand with the next card, yeah. which is victory and success. So, <laughs> okay, victory and success. Good news is on the way, girlfriend. The qualities of this positive card are completion, victory, and success that often follow a difficult period. Many people around you are very proud to see how you triumphantly came through it. They respect you and may even attempt to follow your example. You've worked hard and devoted much effort to get to this point in your life where you've become wiser and have grown in so many ways. Always remember to stop and pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. This card also reminds you to stay grounded. Remember where you came from and keep your ego in check. Wow, they both said that. That's really interesting. Don't lose who you really are. Wow, interesting. This victory can be used as a teaching tool for the future. But I'm because you're a teacher. Realize that if you came through this challenging time, you can achieve anything. Dude, that's some powerful stuff because there you go side note I had like a pretty intense conversation with my mom recently and I like expressed how I felt as if they didn't understand my day-to-day teaching life as a supply teacher and like Mm. you know because unless you are in a classroom it's hard to relate and mom kind of was like what are you saying like we all know how hard you work and how like much Mm. you do so it's just like really hit a note when you said that one point of like people have been seeing your success and what you've been doing. So right. yeah, oh, some powerful cards you just whipped yeah. out. This is so, I love that. This is a great reading. Amazing. I'm so glad it resonated. Mm-hmm. I love, this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> so good. I love talking about this stuff. All right. So before we conclude, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell everyone the goal that you wrote down <gasps> on the piece of paper? I have two. I have one for myself and one for Eastbound. All right. So currently I needed to learn how to budget. <laughs> Okay, I'm that's so a good goal. bad. Uh, <laughs> so saving money so I can move out. So my partner, my boyfriend, my eastbound partner, we're all the same. Teague, uh, he and I, like I said previous, have been dating for four years, and you know we just we know that the next step of our relationship is we really want to live together. So right now he's currently living in my parents' house with me, nice, which has its challenges, uh, but it's also wonderful. So we know that we can live together like right right? it's easy to live together but we need to learn how to live together in our own space Uh, because he has said multiple times how he wants to marry me and I'm like well you're not proposing to me while I were living at my parents house so please just wait and he's like okay so that's something that I'm learning I'm trying really hard to learn I just had a really good conversation with my friend actually just before getting here and he recommended a few things and an app so I'm hoping that it yeah that it helps me and for East we want to yeah we want to expand our name 
and get our guests out there because mm-hmm. because Scarborough people, you know, it's so weird that it still has that negative rep, even though it's not a bad place. It's a great place everywhere. Yeah. There's a little pocket of sketchy, but all of Scarborough's not sketch. So hey, it's like our Brooklyn. Yes, yeah. right. So. <laughs> Uh, we, I want to expand our name. I want people to know like we pay our artists and mm. that we are just bringing professional comedy to Scarborough. So mm. if that helps, um, then we'll get better guests as well. I mean, I'm always reaching for the stars with it com- when it comes to our guests, but. And as you should. As, exactly. Yeah. Or what's going to, what, like we said previous, what's going to happen? They say no. And I'm going to be like, okay. Exactly. I'll ask you, you another time. Right. You just, yeah. Try someone else yep. as well. Cool. Wonderful. Oh, and Jasmine, before we finish, can you tell everyone where we can find you and find out everything about Eastbound Comedy Theater? Yes. So obviously you can go to our website, eastboundcomedytheater.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Eastbound Comedy Theater. And yeah, those are it. Those, Those three. But we're very good at responding. I have like a business partner who's helping me with being better on social media because I can slay my own Instagram. But when it comes to having a business Instagram, I'm like, girl, what am I doing? Yeah, I need help with both. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they've been a very amazing shout out to Digital Pyramids. They're great. Ah. Yes. So they've been helping me quite a lot. So yeah, you can follow us there and message us any inquiries. If you have questions, please reach out. Right. And sorry, repeat when your um, upcoming show Ooh. is. And where they can go to see it. Yeah, so at the Stone Cottage Pub in Scarborough mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Kingston. Awesome. It is October 18th is it going to be our show. And we have monthly shows, so you can check that out on our website. Uh, our next one is November 8th. We take December off because, you know, holiday blues. And then we'll be right back with January up until June. Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. We're going to awesome. have a special fe- February 14th show. Ooh, mm-hmm. that would be a good date night festivity. It is. We have a couple host, and then we're playing, Teague and I are playing as a couple, and we're facing a couple. It's like going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. That's not till February, so you have to wait, but it's going to be a great show. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I might go to that actually. <laughs> What an amazing guest you have been. Oh, I've, I've had such what a fun a, time. This is my first podcast. I used to have a radio show uh, at UTSC called no Jazzy Time. I was your host, Jazzy Fresh. So <laughs> it's been a long time since I've talked in front of a mic, but I'm so happy because that you took my first podcast I guess virginity. virginity yeah. I, I popped your cherry. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> but it was amazing. I love it. Well, no wonder you're so comfortable. Cause I was like, damn, this girl should be like on the show regularly. Cause you're just so, you're so comfortable. And yeah. usually people aren't that comfortable. Like, I don't know. I'm usually the one trying to like make them feel more comfortable. I swear you've made me feel more relaxed. Oh, so. good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. It's been awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening guys. And, uh, we're going to finish on the motto, which is the grass is always green where we are right now so it's just a little reminder to be present and to love where you are and um yeah seize the day sort of thing so love it yeah thank you so much for listening sending you so much love light and motivation to go slay at your goals namaste For more Namaste or to support the Namaste podcast, visit patreon.com slash Melissa Malati. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Melissa Malati.